Welcome to another episode of Capsule Production Podcast. As always, subscribe and follow us on social media. In today's episode, we're interviewing two student ambassadors at the University of Florida College of Pharmacy. With them, we'll be discussing the student ambassador program and ways to get acclimated and adjusted to graduate school and more. Without further ado, please welcome Mighty Tran and Monique Hook. Hello and welcome to another episode of Capsule Production Podcast. I'm your host today, Jovan Lazo. I'm here with Sean, and we'll be interviewing two special guests that I'm excited to bring to you guys. They're part of the Student Ambassador Program at the UF College of Pharmacy at the Orlando campus. So our first guest is Mycie Tran, and she is the president of the Student Ambassador Program. And then our other guest is Monique Hook, who is the president-elect of the Student Ambassador Program. So welcome, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you guys for being willing to come on. We appreciate it. And so, uh, Sean, you want to start us off with the first question? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Well, first, guys, like Jovan just said, welcome to the pod. So if you could uh, briefly just explain what is the Student Ambassador Program here at UF? So the Student Ambassador here at UF at the College of Pharmacy is basically the backbone of our entire student body, as well as representing who we are as a college. So within our, um, our ambassador program, we are split into three different councils, which is special and external events, new student planning, and campus development. Each of these councils are focusing on different, um, on a different community. For example, the special and external events is most likely looking for prospective students or students that are interested into the program and giving them options such like career fairs to see like who we are, to see if this is the college that they might be interested in attending to, as well as providing campus tours. For our new student planning committee, this is for the students that have already been accepted but haven't started yet. So we generally help them with, um, we generally we put up a welcome to the family event for them to get to know our campus a little bit better and getting to know our students here along with helping them throughout the entire week of orientation and also helping them transition from undergrad to their graduate program for the first semester. And then lastly, we have the campus development and campus development focuses on our current student body that is attending the college along with the faculty. So we're trying to build a better bond between all of our students, getting to know our faculty and taking care of each other since it is a very like rigorous program. So it's important. Mm-hmm. Like, you know who you're with. So basically with Student Ambassador Program, we try to take care of everyone. So incoming up until once you're here and right before you leave. Got it, so thank you for that great explanation. So basically three different councils, they have a little bit of everything, special external events, new student planning, and also campus development. And then how would you compare, I guess, the workload of transitioning from pharmacy school to now being an undergrad? I learned that the workload of pharmacy school, it really requires you to be prepared quickly. When I started the program, very early on, I had to think about what my best strategy would be for note-taking and watching our pre-recorded lectures on time. So in undergrad, typically I had four exams per class and some random assignments here and there. Because of that, I would study maybe five days before an exam and I would get a good grade. But in pharmacy school, we're in grad school, we're being tested on material up to three times a week, which um, requires you to be up to date, consistently studying. 
also in our program, we might have multiple professors per class. So you have to pay attention to all the material to gauge how they're going to pull their questions. Whereas in undergrad, usually you have just one professor. So the exams become pretty predictable in terms of what they're probably going to ask you. I also went from just making an intense schedule in undergrad around exams versus in pharmacy school. It's um, a very rigorous program that requires weekly scheduling and having good time management and working around that schedule. Got it. Just just real quick, Monique, which school did uh, for undergrad, where did you go to? I went to the University of Central Florida. Okay. Yeah, I did too. I think Sean did as well, right? Go nuts. Oh, that's so a guy. <laughs> oh, Mighty did as well. Awesome. All right. So we all went to UCF. So we all know how we went from like the, the super big class sizes and now it's a lot smaller, more of a team based learning. So it's a bit of a different atmosphere. So basically touching on that team based learning, the different type of atmosphere. And basically for those listening that don't go to the UF College of Pharmacy, basically it's like a group of six or five students usually. And you kind of work with that team throughout the year and they kind of switch yearly who are your teammates. And so I kind of want to just ask you guys, how do you kind of build relationships with those classmates, with your teammates throughout the year? And also forward speaking for potentially building those type of relationships with people that could potentially be your classmates the following year. So just basically through the class with your specific, specifically your teammates and then also uh, the class in general. So just in general, like building a trust in order to have all these relationships is like the biggest key feature to me. And I thought that was relatively easy the first year since the first year, all of us were new to the program, like rarely anyone knew each other and you were placed with a team with six other members or like five other members you don't know. So I quickly realized during that time in order to build like lasting bonds and actually being good teammates that have each other's backs it was to let go of any type of judgment so there's like three components to my answer it's like holding everyone accountable and being very understanding being supportive and trying to find time outside of school to hang out as a team to try to become friends with your team so that you don't only know that person as like, oh, that's just my team member. Like, you know, someone uh, more personally, and that kind of makes you in return more understanding of things that come up, things like that. I got you. I got you. So I guess once you have that very strong bond with and friendships within your team, what are some tips you would say to sort of branch out and get to know your other peers, maybe through student orgs, whether they be the same year or an upperclassman? I think that that's the easier part because you're already drawn to an org because you have an interest there. So therefore the other people there also have an interest. And so that in itself gives you something in common with someone else, with a group of people actually. And if they're in your class, even better. And if they're upperclassmen, that's even more interesting because then you can talk to them about things that they've already experienced. So in reality, it's just like, a domino effect of getting to know people just by going to org meetings, I feel. Mighty, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? The one thing I did want to add in addition to what Monique said earlier about being understanding was to me, I thought it was very important to have like a judgment-free zone. For example, for the first year of classes, I thought it was very important to me 
that I could ask questions to my teammates and not being judged if I'm asking questions that may be redundant or something that is common sense to other people. So maybe I don't have like a good background on like a specific topic that I've learned like in undergrad versus someone mm-hmm. else. I felt comfortable to ask that question because we all let go of that judgment and no one is like giving me a face or like knowing that no one's going to talk behind my back regarding like how I am academically. And I thought that took off a lot of pressure and also like build a lot of bonds with people. And again, like this is how you trust people and this is how to get to know. And once these are the people you're getting to know that you believe once you get to know the people that you think are within like your circle and people that you can relate to, most likely their friends and whoever they associate with will most likely bond with you as well. So therefore it's an easy way to like meet new people. And again, it just starts with you letting go of like the judgment to like get to know other people and hoping they will return the same favor to you. I really like that. I wish that would just be like a standard for everyone because you should start off the school, the program that way. And unfortunately, sometimes we're afraid to speak up or say something that we think sounds silly, even to our own teams, you know, just a group of like five people. So I think that that would be really great if everyone took on that mentality. Yeah, and I was going to say, to touch on that a little bit more, is a judgment-free zone is important in order for us or anyone to feel comfortable. And I think that's something that's great about the Student Ambassador Program. Sean and I are also members of the Student Ambassador Program. And it's it's a comfort zone, you know, because it's you. we have a lot of ideas that come to the table and you don't get laughed at. It's a judgment-free zone. And so that's something, once you feel comfortable, it becomes more of a family-type atmosphere and you kind of really build strong relationships with the people that are part of the program. And same thing, I think, with teams as well. As you were saying, if you can have teammates or classmates that are judgment-free, that are really receptive to any ideas you have or any questions you have, receptive to your personality and who you are as a person, I think that's very key to help building a strong relationship. And going forward, that's something that we should definitely all carry and bring into UF and definitely um, promote. When you think about it, almost any innovator, Elon Musk, I'm sure he was laughed at about ideas. Um, you go down the line, Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook, I'm sure a lot of people were laughed at with certain ideas, but to be around other people that you know are comfortable with them, that they feel comfortable around to work with them, that's what it's all about. And that's how you kind of build a, a great team, a great relationship, and kind of move, be able to move forward and do successful things. And I think that's kind of something that um, I've noticed, at least with my class, Definitely with um, us, us four P is the class of 2021. That's something that we definitely, I feel like we embellish. I don't know if Sean has anything he wants to add to that. No, I think you hit it right on the head because if it's, if you're in a situation where you feel like you're going to be judged about what you have to contribute to a group, then like you said, you're going to hold back some ideas. And I think it's important to feel comfortable enough where you can share any ideas that you have, whether it be in your team, whether it be in a student org, whether it be in a, leadership position like you said like part of student council Mm -hmm. because even if you just get all those ideas out it's good that you do that that way other people can kind of filter them and kind of know what you're thinking about you know because you never want to shut down an idea just because you were afraid to speak up you know so I think that's a good point so kind of in this whole thing of I guess speaking up or putting yourself out there what advice would you guys give students who are nervous or kind of hesitant about being involved in student organizations or co-curricular activities? I think this relates really great back to the no judgment. 
there's no there's no real reason for you to be nervous or hesitant this is you stopping yourself this is you being scared of putting yourself out there you being scared that other people will judge you or you being scared that other people will think less of you so as long as you let go of that judgment and put yourself out there this is how you can get involved and get to meet new people and grow as a person for example when i was an undergrad i honestly didn't do much i just went to my classes i went to my research lab and i went home like i didn't join many clubs but the second i got <laughs> same i'm the same yeah but the second i got here to ul for the college of pharmacy I remember it was drilled into my ear from left to right that everyone told me, like, you have to put yourself out there, like join organizations, see what you're passionate about, see where you want to get involved with. There's so many options to explore, like where your future might take you. And this is a time to explore and not when you get out later. So like, there's no better time to do so. So I remember for the first two weeks of class, like I went to every single meeting that they had just to like see what I'm interested in and what I want to pursue or realize, hey, you know, this is not for me. So this is how I found student ambassadors because they were the people that led me and um, guided me through this. This includes Joven and Sean. Like, you guys were a huge impact for me. Aww. <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, but I'm being serious. Like, you guys gave me the comfort that there's someone out there to, you know, if I put myself out there, like, someone will give me a helping hand. So I feel like it's, again, like, there's no reason to be nervous, no reason to be hesitant. This is all in your head. Everyone around you is here to support you. And as long as, you know, you put yourself out there and like strive for what you want to do, like you'll get there. It might, there might be some failures along the road, but that is normal. And I'm sure everyone has gone through this as well. And it's always the same thing. I feel like everyone that has already went through the path will tell you it's fine. Put yourself out there. But you in that situation at the same time, if, you feel like, oh, they're just saying it because they got through it. They don't know like how I feel. So it's again, it's just you. Like you have to take a step back and just think about like who is stopping you? Like why are you not doing this? So as long as you go over that hurdle, I think there's no nervousness like left. Just go for it. And then you'll never know where like you end up. Yeah. I was the same in undergrad. I didn't have the leadership that I have now and I think my big um, motivator into getting involved was thinking about my long-term goal. And that was enough motivation for me to put myself out there now. I was really scared to apply to positions first year. I even would like message people privately. Are you sure you want first years to apply to this? Because I felt like I was this new kid on the block. I didn't know much of anything, any orcs at that point. And um, I think my goal of just wanting to be very uh, well-rounded pharmacist pushed me to put myself out there early on. And I also thought about how pharmacy school isn't really that much time. So I felt that I really needed to get over it, get over my fear and just kind of get the courage to put myself out there first year. And I think it made a big difference for me. Yeah. And then just to touch on what you just said, just last ended with um, money. As far as time, time flies. I'm shocked that we're already in our fourth year, and it felt it felt like second and third year just flew by. First year felt long. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I got three more years of this. And then now being in in this in this seat, I'm just like, where did the time go? Mm -hmm. I agree. 
I feel like first year t- like was super long, but second year went by like nothing, and now I'm halfway through. Like this is crazy. Like next year I'll be in your shoes already. Yeah. I remember starting, and you guys were like you know little twos that just started too, and just like <laughs> oh like we just finished Region Care One, we're starting with micro, mm-hmm. and then, like I was sitting completely clueless, and then look at you guys now. I'm so proud too. Ah, uh, thank you. Yeah, it's like. Sooner or later, like, well, soon we'll be graduating. It's just, it's just weird to realize, like, oh, I'm going to be an actual pharmacist now. Like, lives are in my hands. <laughs> like, that's, like, still shocking to me that it's only months away versus years. So it always felt like it was just years away. But yeah, um, I always, I always kind of said uh, in pharmacy school, the days went, the days sort of crawled by, but the months flew by. So, yeah, so kind of just going back to, um, I guess, Monique, you brought this up. You said you didn't have the leadership that you now have. So can you guys just touch upon how your experiences through student organizations help you progress as a student pharmacist and as an individual? So less pertaining to pharmacy school, but more so my future as a pharmacist. I think that my involvement have helped me manage my time extremely well. I've learned how to carry out events when I was a first year, when I'm a rising too, but first year I kind of coordinated my own event and that really got rid of a lot of nerves that I had for leadership positions in pharmacy school. So I learned how to delegate. Um, I felt the weight and responsibility of having people depend on me for an event to go through smoothly. I think most importantly, I learned how to take action and like what we were saying earlier, I'm not afraid to speak publicly to share my ideas anymore. And that's something that I think a lot of us go through, especially since we all kind of just said that we didn't have that many leadership positions in undergrad. So now we're coming to a professional school. We're in a graduate school. The stakes are a bit higher. And, you know, we want to be leaders, but how do we be one if we were never one? And I think that's something that props up you ladies for both stepping up and doing that props also us Sean for also being willing to like take that step forward I know for myself um Monique you kind of talked about it like I would reach out to upperclassmen that's what kind of gave me the confidence to do it I don't know if that's also the same for you Mighty. oh 100% I remember same thing as Monique when I was a 1PD and I wasn't sure like if I was cut out to um run for this certain position I got a lot of support, but I also knew I had to grow into, in order to fill the shoes that I want to fill. Mm-hmm. So, and the president before me left a mate, like huge, how do you say it? Like huge shoes to fill. Like she was amazing. So I knew like that, like b- being able to fill those shoes, I know I will grow and I will like, like there's no, how do you say it? Like there's a goal. And it has to be met and it cannot just be failed. So if I have this position now, like I know regardless what I'm going to do, I have to complete this mission. So there might be hardships or there might be like, again, rocks on the road. But I know that if I believe in myself and like organize my time and um, know how to delegate my work and work along with people, I will get to that goal together, like together with everyone around me and not just me. So being able to now look back and everything that I've learned while I was the president-elect, looking back, I remember 
I was like, I don't know in one year, like I will raise, like we will be the president and how will that be? Yeah. But in that one year of just learning, like I can see the progress I have already made and what I'm doing now. One year ago, I would not see myself like running as a president right now and doing all of making all these plans, working behind the scenes that no one knows about. But again, like put yourself out there, do it. And if you have to meet the goal, you'll make it work. And I feel like this, I don't know if this is off topic, but I feel like the leadership goals is so, like, I kind of related to, like, being a mom. Because when you're a mom, you can't just choose to fail. You have to, like, you have to do great. There's no excuse. Like, at the end of the day, you have to get it done. And this is the same thing with, like, leadership to me. Because this is how you grow. Put yourself in an uncomfortable position and make yourself comfortable. And, like, make it work. I just feel like putting yourself into like an uncomfortable position is the way you grow the most. And this is what I did. I written for this position. I got this position and it was uncomfortable, but now I'm comfortable. And it took some time and it took some hard work, but I think everyone can get there. So yeah. I don't know. Did that make sense? No, no, it did. That's something that I think I, I kind of have a line where it's like, you need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like that's something that I kind of force myself in pharmacy school to do is put myself in uncomfortable situations. Hey, if I'm scared of public speaking, try to do certain public speaking events so I can get comfortable doing it. Because it's 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 with anything. I feel the more practice you get at it, the more comfortable you get at it, the better you get at it. So I kind of had to change my mind from being afraid to do things to hey, if I practice it, if I do it multiple times, I'll get better, and then I'll be good at it, and then I'll be great. And just that's just how. Like that was the mentality that I adopted once I came to pharmacy school. Monique, did you have something you wanted to say? Yeah, no, I agree with my T, like with leadership, especially, you know, in this program, failure is not an option. Um, I think we all hold ourselves to really high standards. Everyone at our school does. And for that reason, I think, you know, we always do a really good job, even though we're kind of hesitant as to how we're going to pull this event off you know situations change all the time for example look at covid but we're all demonstrating that we can be resilient and determined when we want to get something done so yeah i'm really proud of us definitely and you all should be and round of applause to you you all again um i know you guys have a lot of different things that are coming up in the works which we'll touch upon later but um i just wanted to ask you guys what are some of the important things that you feel a student listening to this, whether they attend UF or another school, a first year pharmacy student to set themselves up for success? What are some important tips that, that you would give them? First off, again, put yourself out there. How do you say it? Make sure people not know your name, but know who you are and just meet new people, like be able to be open and meet upperclassmen because this is probably not the first time and not the last time you'll hear it. Pharmacy is a very, very, very small world. Once you meet one person, that person connects to the next person and the next person knows. So you might go to like a job interview down the road that is someone that someone you know, they're like, oh yeah, this is my friend from like undergrad. So to me, the first year of school, meet everyone, including faculty, any career coaches you'll meet, your preceptor, or like the pharmacy that you work at or anywhere you'd like to shadow, because at the end of the day, you never know where these connections may lead you. And even in pharmacy school, I've met so many people 
that have opened so many doors for me, which I never thought about. All I thought about at the time was, hey, I think this person is interesting. Let me go introduce myself and say hi. And I'm sure this is one of the ways I probably met you and Sean and um, and Jonathan. Because, again, the first year is the year to explore because I feel like all the doors are open and you're starting with a clean slate. So there's like no commitment needed yet because you don't have to like make sure which rotation you want to do or whatnot. So you can go to all of the events or like any networking um, events that are available. I know that in a pro, like a lot of our organizations had um, events set up where you can meet speakers. And again, I met so many speakers during one of our events. For example, I'm rambling again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. We, we love rambling on this pod. So, for example, um, I've attended SOAR this year, and at SOAR I met a professor who teaches at the College of Medicine, and with her we're able to like set up a new event because I've met her and decided to introduce myself. Mm-hmm. So again, as a first-year student, it's not going to hurt you to put yourself out there and meet anyone and just take in advice. If anyone wants to give you advice, take that advice. If you can't, put it into effect right now, just take it and leave it there and wait when the time comes and you think it's relatable now and use it. So don't turn down any, like, I don't think you should, to me, I don't think you should turn down anyone, learn from who went ahead of you. So ask your upperclassmen if you're struggling and ask professors because they've went through the same struggle just a little bit longer ago, but they are there and maybe they're there what you want to be. They already achieved what you want to do in the future. So those are the people, like, which footsteps you should follow. So again, as a first year, guys, the limit. So do everything and anything. And again, put yourself out there. Make yourself feel uncomfortable until you're comfortable. You were giving so much positive energy that the, the amount of people that apply to UF are going to go through the roof now. And um, specifically the Orlando campus, because they're all going to be part of the student ambassador program. So I know you're the president, might too. So I appreciate you. love it here in Orlando. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, I wanted to add a little bit something to what uh, my T said. Yes, meet people. Get out there. Get out of your comfort zone. Let's say you're introverted like me. It's not my first instinct to go and introduce myself to like seven people in one event. That's overwhelming for me. But once again, like think about your long-term goals. You'll be surprised like how much that'll motivate you. It's what motivated me. I think that in addition to introducing yourself, show initiative in things. So let's say you're interested about something. No one's going to know you're interested unless you talk about that with somebody. So in addition to talking about yourself, talk about what you like about a certain org or if you're interested in a certain committee or a certain position, ask about that position. I think that that's something people forget to do. And then they apply for it. And then someone will have shown more initiative than another in that particular thing. And that gets them a long way. That's really true. Especially when people know that's something you've been passionate about. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was going to say, I've personally seen it have to take people a lot farther being able to express your goals and, and your true interests. You know, when you're showing that you have an initiative that you want to apply for this position or you want to be a part of this organization and you're doing things before you even join it, that's obviously that's a member that you're going to want. That's a person that you're going to want to be one of your members versus someone that's not showing the initiative that 
is just putting it out there. They're not backing it up. And you can almost look at it from whether it's a job interview or residencies or whatever the case may be. If you're applying for something and your CV doesn't really show your interest in that, then maybe you don't really have an initiative for that. You're not really interested in that. So that's where it's like, you know, your CV should kind of show your initiatives and what your interests are. It's the same thing with this, like your actions should show your interest when it comes to organizations or positions you're applying to. So that's a great point that you brought up, Lenny. So thank you for that. So what are some misconceptions about whether it be starting pharmacy school or just pharmacy school in general that you guys have heard? And if you want to just sort of address those. The biggest one I want to address for the first year, especially is since the first year everyone still has their guard up, you always think no one else is struggling. You're the only person struggling. And in all honesty, we all are, but quietly, because we don't know each other yet. Once you go along, get to second year, or maybe even towards middle or the end of first year, you realize we're all struggling together. It is rough, and from the outside, others seem like they're doing fantastic. They're going to work. They're getting like amazing grades, but you don't know at the end of the day, like, like how they're feeling and how they've got there. So you only see the outside. So that's similar to like Instagram. You only highlight what is great. You don't put out there when you're struggling or when you're like having a mental breakdown or not feeling well or thinking like this is too much. I can't handle all of this. So this is the biggest misconception I feel like I've had first year because I felt that I was the only one struggling and no one else was. It was just me. I felt like, wow, how did I get here with all these other individuals? Like, I don't belong here. So that's what I want to make sure that everyone probably feels the same way. It's just no one's voicing how they feel. And another big misconception that I've seen so far is having to work prior to pharmacy school in order to get into pharmacy school. So a lot of people say, oh, I've never been a pharmacy technician before. They won't accept me. But I know for our school specifically, about like 50% of the students that apply don't have any prior pharmacy experience. So during pharmacy school is where you can collect so much experience, much more than even before. Because before, generally, you're just a technician, but as an intern, you can see such a wider range with different jobs or like different pharmacists you can shadow. So don't be afraid to not apply if you don't have a job ahead of time in pharmacy. What is another misconception, Monique? So I really like how you brought up the fact that everyone looks like they're calm, smooth sailing in one of the most, in my opinion, a very challenging program that um, makes us very well prepared. I definitely can say it was not smooth sailing the whole time. And it's really important to be aware when you need to uh, take care of yourself, take a break. It's totally normal. Everyone does that. So between work and studying and whatever else you have to do, everyone takes breaks. Everyone does things outside of pharmacy. And that's really important. Also, I agree with you. So many people don't have experience in pharmacy, and that's completely fine. They're on par with everyone else that has had experience. We're learning the same things. We learn new things. I do think it's very beneficial, of course. There's less surprises um, when you have worked in pharmacy, but I wouldn't stress not having that experience. I think another misconception first year is that 
you have to join every club because you see so many of your friends in your class going to all these meetings, but some people already have a more refined idea of what they want to do in the future with pharmacy and others don't. So I didn't know, and I still don't know, which is why I'm a member of a lot of student orgs, but I would think that maybe halfway through second year, I start narrowing down the orgs that I attend just because, you know, I see myself in this specific area in pharmacy. So don't feel bad if you're going to a few meetings. Don't feel bad if you're going to a lot is what I think. I agree. And I want to trace back real quick one more time to um, the work experience and not. If you have any prior experience before pharmacy school, from my experience, by the end of first year, everyone's about the same level. So everyone that had like prior knowledge was mainly covered during the first year. So by the time, if you had no experience and you finished your first year, you should be exactly on par with anyone who had experience before. So this is why I think like don't stress about having experience or not beforehand or not. Thank you guys for that. So I know another misconception that I know me first year, this was kind of my mindset. Uh, my mindset was kind of grades. Just all I care about is grades right now. I have to get all A's. So what misconception, I guess, have you guys heard about grades? And what do you guys think is a healthy approach to managing, I guess, your goal for grades in pharmacy school? I think that just how you applied to pharmacy school and you were told that it's a very holistic approach, you need to um, apply that to yourself as well. So think about everything you contribute. Think about all of your experiences that are going to make you a well-rounded pharmacist. It's not just school you have so much more to offer as well. So let's say you're struggling a little bit in your opinion with your grades. Think about all the experience you have to offer. I think a lot of people get caught up in grades and then they lose the motivation to succeed and to do what is like, in their opinion, their maximum potential just because they focus on one particular thing. I think you need to have a very big picture look on yourself as you go through this program. And I think a lot of um, students that did very, very well in undergrad with usually like a little bit of studying and then like pass all the classes with like ACE. So we have to like change our mindset because if you don't change your mindset about grad school being completely different than undergrad, you'll be shocked to see that you won't get straight A's the way you did in undergrad. So another misconception then is because you're so like used to the thought of always getting A's and knowing people and like your peers are getting A's. So once you move into pharmacy school and you suddenly don't get an A, you still have the same perception of all the everyone around you like, oh my God, everyone else is getting A's. Like they did an undergrad and I'm over here like not doing too well. I got a B plus on this one, not an A like I wanted to. So not everyone is disclosing their grades, which is completely fine because I don't think this is anyone's business to know like where you're at as long as you are fine with the grades yourself and you're content with where you are. I think this is like the first place where you have to look at. So getting all A's and still believing everyone around you is getting all A's, I'm sure not everyone is getting all A's. Just no one's voicing it because it's no one's business. Wherever you are, like, don't compare yourself to the people around you and don't assume about the people around you. Just worry about yourself and make sure that you are happy with the score you're getting. And I think what you guys are saying was probably my toughest challenge transitioning from undergrad to graduate school because I was so used to getting A's. 
that it's like, wait, what? A B plus? <laughs> like, how did this happen? And I kind of feel like a failure in a sense. And like you said, you know, I didn't mention it to anybody. I kind of kept it to myself until I started talking to like upperclassmen that I felt comfortable talking to. And then of course, eventually my classmates and other people. And I realized like, oh, we're all struggling together and this is perfectly fine. And that's, I think a very common misconception is having to believe that you have to get all A's and you really don't. If you can, that's awesome and great. But I believe graduate school, not only pharmacy school, but any graduate school is all about the experiences. And that's going to take you way further than anything. And that's why you'll hear a lot of different people stress student organizations. Joining something like Student Ambassador is a great organization to be a part of. There's a lot of different ones at the UF College of Pharmacy campus. At, amongst all three campuses and then also whichever pharmacy school you go to, I'm sure that they have multiple organizations. And if they don't, create one. <laughs> you know, there's, you could always create a student organization on your campus as well. That's always an option. And it's about the experiences because that'll take you so much farther than any A grade or any grade would ever take you. Cause that's big. Cause then you're meeting other pharmacy students, you're meeting other healthcare professionals and you're meeting other pharmacists. And that's what it's really about. And that's networking. And that's something that you always hear is like you're, Networking is probably one of the most important things. And as you touched on earlier, Mighty, it's a small world. And you'll be shocked at how many pharmacists know each other or how many pharmacy techs know a pharmacist or a pharmacy. A friend that you might have might know a pharmacist. It's amazing how small of a world pharmacy is. So um, for these last two questions that we have, the first one, how does someone um, become a student ambassador? What is the, the process to apply to it? In order to become a student ambassador, it's usually student ambassadors holds an info session in the fall, generally around October, and we start opening up our app, our written application in November. So anyone who is interested, but which is mostly geared towards the first year students, since an ambassador is a program that once you get admitted to that you do throughout until you graduate. So Generally, like we always take in 15 one PDs, but for the first time at the Orlando campus last year, we actually allowed three two P, like to allow to take up to three two PDs into the program. So once the application, the written application is open, which is usually submitted within November, December, and the eboard will go ahead and take a look at the essays that we received based on the essays. We will invite candidates to an interview and um, interview them to see why they want to become a student ambassador and see if they are fit for the program. And generally, by the end of January, we have our new set of ambassadors. Awesome. Thank you for that. Lastly, do you guys have any events that you guys want to talk about that you could be ha that you could be having for this upcoming school year? It's so funny. COVID has changed so much. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> sure has. So, this, this would be news to me because I have no idea what you, guys are, what you guys are up to right now. This is news to everyone, I think, because we haven't fully discussed everything yet. So I don't know how much I can or cannot disclose yet. Gotcha. So I'm looking forward to seeing the new students, hopefully soon at some point. So basically, a lot of our events that we generally put on for our students are always have always been in person. So now class being hybrid and most of them not being on campus, it's pretty it's gotten difficult to put up events that are meaningful for our students as well as for our incoming students and for the 
prospective students. So there's a lot of things, for example, one big thing we've changed so far, which I think has been great actually, is making our tours virtual. So all of our campus tours can now be attended from anywhere and anywhere. And I think we can talk about this because she actually gave a tour to someone from India who was just generally interested in our program. Nice. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a professor from India who just wanted deeper understanding of our program and how our College of Pharmacy looks and just, you know, the premise of our active learning sessions, the inverted classroom. So we went over all of that, our curriculum. Um, it was just a very interesting guest to have mm-hmm. as my first virtual tour. So COVID isn't everything bad. So it did open new doors for us that we've never even thought about. I don't think we would have even considered doing a virtual tour before this because we would think, no, the person has to be in person to see our facility but it's been working so perfectly and smoothly online that we are even considering, even if we are moving completely back on campus eventually, that we're still going to host some virtual tours to allow people to see our campus without having to completely travel to Orlando if they're from like out of state, or if they're just interested and unsure if they want to apply or not. So that's one of the new things that we implemented and that's been working great. I was going to say, that's awesome that you guys are, you guys are being creative. You know, this is something that that's super cool. Sean and I actually had a recent conversation about this. One of the reasons why we like doing the podcast is because we get to be creative on here and kind of do what we want to do. And it's like, sometimes in pharmacy, you can't really be creative. We can't like just change guidelines for fun. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is serious stuff that you deal with. So you kind of follow a certain standard or a certain flow with things. And so it kind of prevents you from being able to be creative. That's where some, something like student organizations and you being the president of, of student ambassador, you probably saw an opportunity to be creative and do something new. And that's cool that you guys are doing virtual tours now. I like that. Yeah. And our goal as ambassadors are always to act as a bridge for people to get to know each other and building relationships for everyone. So even though we are online, our biggest challenge is still to provide that service to all of our students. So I know we have a couple panel ideas in the um, in the run right now for mm-hmm. various ideas for appies, for conferences, public health. Because I know a lot of our incoming students will most like I have the fear that they will feel detached from us and not really getting to know us. So we're trying to open up a lot of like giving them a lot of platforms where they can feel comfortable to see each other. For example, we had the student lounge to like, you know, just lounge around and then get to know the upperclassmen. So we are trying to implement something similar to that for the first week of school for them, giving them like a Zoom room where ambassadors will always be present. So it will never be an empty room. And it's kind of like an open floor where anyone can come in and out for like, we'll have it open for like a certain hour of the day. So one PDs can come in, two PDs, three PDs, anyone really, you guys are welcome. Four PDs. Okay, to can we allow in? <laughs> yes, of course. It'll, like the link will be like in our um, Facebook page. So you guys have access to that. So you guys can take a look. And if you guys want to stop by and maybe see me and say hi to me. Yeah, of course. So, Support. You may yeah. have a surprise guest or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with that, we're trying to come up with new ideas to make sure that the incoming 1PDs are getting the same experience we did. So it's going to be an interesting year, and I'm glad you guys are still around to see. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Anything you guys do, definitely let, 
let me know and let Sean know. You know, as long as we're not busy with rotations and stuff, I'm sure we'll be willing to hop on if it's on Zoom or even stop by. Because you know, you know, you know, we love to support you, Mighty. So um, we're too. Ah, thank you guys. And hey, Monique too. And Monique, yes. <laughs> not to leave you out. You as well, Monique. Anything uh, you guys need from us, definitely feel free to reach out. And then, Sean, did you have anything? Uh, I think that's all it for the questions. I do I have. have a question. Oh. Yes. Go ahead. I do have a question for you guys. Since you guys are student ambassadors and already went through this, mm-hmm. for us in the position of starting our second and our third years, what are some advice you guys can give us? I know you guys give me a lot of advice over the years, but especially for now. Like, if you were you a year ago or two years ago, what is the important thing you want to drill into my head and make sure I know? <laughs> All right, let me think about this. Sean, did you want to go? Man, you always need to go first. But, um, <laughs> no, 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 it's so a question. It's I a think, question. so for me, I feel like my answer, I kind of have to split it between Monique, who's going into her second year, and then kind of Mighty, who's going into her third. Like, I feel like that's sort of two different advice. Would you agree yeah. with that, Joven? I would agree. Like, those years are so different. Yeah. Okay. So I, I would say Monique, second year is extremely challenging in terms of content-wise. It's all, it's all gas pedal. Like, you just start off just going and going. So I think definitely second year is the year where hopefully you figured out your study pattern, you figured out how you organize things. The biggest thing you can really do is just plan ahead because some of these classes are going to be very short. You're going to have leadership positions and things as well. Biggest thing I can say is just be honest because you're going to realize like, like you guys are both great uh, leaders. You both are super involved in things, but sometimes you do have to say no. So it's just being honest with yourself to find the things that are important to yourself um, and then sort of apply yourself to them because your time is going to be a lot more limited second year. That's kind of the advice I would give you. for second year. Well, yeah. Thank you. It- yeah. And then to add on to that, two things. One, I love what Sean said about saying no. What what I usually tell people is if if you're not going to say no, your new favorite word should be delegate. If you're working with a team, like student ambassador, like you said, it's three different councils. So you have a team of people that you're working with. Be able to delegate. Don't feel like you have to do everything alone. You have a team around you. With most leadership positions, you have a team that kind of works with you. So don't be afraid to delegate. And just make sure everybody's staying on task, you know, weekly updates. Um, monthly, whatever the case may be, whenever the event is, just to keep everybody on task, make sure they're doing it. Then the second thing is, once again, like you don't have to get straight A's, but I think it's very important that you do spend a good amount of time studying and learning this material because second year, a lot of this material will play a part in the future, whether it's on rotations or the career that you want to do. Second year, you get loaded with a lot of information. It's usually a lot of stuff that you didn't know about before, where you know, we all did like the microbiology. We all kind of did organic chemistry and stuff like that. But there's going to be a lot of different disease states, probably HIV. You guys never really went over cancer. You probably never went over an undergrad. So it's a lot of different disease states and challenging ones as well. So I think it's nice to be able to have a strong foundation. And so second year, I feel, is all about a strong foundation. So be able to delegate one. Say, say no. So I'll say three things. So like Sean said, number one, be able to say no if, if you can't. But if you can, number two, be able to delegate. And then number three, definitely, definitely 
focus on the material because that's going to play a big, big part. And whatever you want to do in pharmacy, it's going to be very valuable information that you receive in your second year. Does that answer your question, Monique? That's really great advice. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Of course. There's actually this quote um, from this book that I was reading. I don't want to butcher it, but I think it was, the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. I like that. Yeah. And yeah I really like that one, too. And that's where time management, I, knew, I know you ladies both talked about it earlier, and that's like a big, big thing is time management. And that's something second year will help you. If, if you don't know how to do it, you'll learn it second year, <laughs> whether willingly or by force. That's something that, that you'll definitely learn. And then for third year, I think third year is the year, if you haven't already, that's the year to really come out of your comfort zone. Third year is the year to really kind of branch out. And I know it's, it's like first year you want to do that, you want to explore everything, but you kind of have an idea, like I'm not finalized about what I want to do, but I felt like in third year I had a better idea of what I want to do. So third year, kind of start channeling yourself into those paths or into those routes. And like Monique said earlier, kind of take an initiative and start doing things, whether it's, hey, start shadowing pharmacists. If you want to do neuropsych, start shadowing pharmacists, reach out to pharmacists because you've already done your hospital rotation over summer. So hopefully you met someone that's that's there. If you want to work in community, you know, hopefully you already have a job or if you don't, you know, apply for one. If you want to do compounding, hopefully you reach out to, we have a couple compounding pharmacies in Orlando. Hopefully you reach out to someone and see about shadowing and stuff like that. So I think third year is the year to really, really take some fine tuning initiative to explore those. And I think the curriculum kind of gives you that free time in the beginning. It's not too hectic. So I think that's a good thing. Um, the second half of third year gets kind of challenging with school. But by then, it's it's like you're used to it. You know how to prepare. You know how to study. You know what's required of you. So that's not an issue. I just think third year, it's all about taking the initiative and and not getting that. Uh, even though it's your third year, I guess senioritis. I know that that kicked in with with some students. So don't don't get that senioritis and try to find whatever you're passionate about. Just kind of explore those avenues or do something creative, like we did with the podcast. You know, try to do something creative and step out into a different zone and just kind of take initiative. That's my advice for, for your third year. Yeah. So I wholeheartedly agree with everything Joven said. Um, make sure um, a lot of people do learn about that ailment. Like you just brought up senioritis uh, early on third year, make sure it doesn't hit you. Biggest thing I would say is that so first and second year, you really lay your groundwork in pharmacy school. Third year, you have more free time away from studying. Um, at least in our curriculum, it's not as demanding of the year in some points. So you have more free time. I would say it's really the time to solidify your relationships, whether it's in student organizations. You have a lot of time. I know for me as a student ambassador, I was like trying to always do events um, whether with like the underclassmen and like any leadership panels or anything I could really do because I had the free time and I wanted to not only grow, but, you know, get these experiences as well. Um, it's a big time to get to know faculty, right? Like there's a lot of people who are willing to help you, whether it's put on your own events or they're looking for help to run their own events or even to help build you up. Like a lot of faculty members have a lot of resources and it's kind of that opportunity where you can really solidify your path, whether you want to, um, maybe you want to do retail, maybe you want to do industry, maybe you want to be a clinical pharmacist, or maybe you want to keep all your doors open. It's really a good year to solidify relationships and solidify your path. 
you guys this is really good advice Ooh, <laughs> and it's actually really funny since you're saying like this is where you should you know meet people and shadow people and I actually went on my hospital rotation which was my first time like shadowing anyone in the hospital because I only had community like experience and I actually met a pharmacist from the cancer infusion center so I was able to go to the cancer infusion <clears throat> go to the cancer infusion center and shadow the entire team there. So I actually got to see how pharmacists work alongside nurses and nurse practitioners. But unfortunately, like I, that's an internship I'm probably going to keep up. But unfortunately, because of uh, COVID and the current situation here in Florida, they had to cut out on students. So I have to wait until I get the approval to come back. That sucks. But I'm glad you're, you're able to at least explore it a little bit and get a little feel for it. So now that's something going forward in fourth year when you're applying for rotations like which when you're i guess i shouldn't i don't know if applying is the right word but when you're trying to choose which rotations to rank mm -hmm. like, and then also as far as a residency if you plan on doing that some residencies have oncology and some don't so maybe that's something that you'll you'll be able to eliminate and i think that's very important is for those of you that are interested in residency that you'll see these curriculums at, in the residencies they have so many different things and it's like, how do you pick? That's that's kind of an episode that we're we're working on with um with Jeff, and that you guys will probably hear maybe before this or maybe after. But it's really up to you. And I think an important thing is be able to know what to eliminate. You may not know what you like, but I think it's important to know what you don't like, because if you know you don't like it, then you can avoid that scenario, being in that rotation or having to deal with that type of. Uh, profession or or field in pharmacy if it's not an interest of you and stuff like that because then you know i'm one of those people where it's if i'm not in something i then it's obvious like i don't want to do it like i don't want to be there and it's like you know you don't want to have a bad work ethic so if it's something that you want to do then you should be there and if it's something that you're not sure then explore it and that's why i think third year is key for that and you have that little bit of extra time to really do that thank you i'll keep this in mind and I'll update you once I'm done with third year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Both both of you guys definitely like keep in touch with us. You know, we're here for y'all if y'all ever need anything. Um, I'll let you know if I survive. <laughs> oh, you will. I did, so you yeah, have to. Tell the tale of second year. We'll see. No, if, <laughs> if I was able to survive, you can. That's that's the mentality we all have. Hopefully. Just push through and don't look back. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, and um, thank you again for being willing to come on. Hopefully, everybody listening got to have some great perspective. I like how, I think, Maita, you probably named this episode, talking about how the first year is really your year to explore. So I like that. That might be the episode title. So thank you for that. Ooh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> and then also, Monique, thank you for really stressing, stressing for people to take the initiative, because I think that's very important. And that's something first-year students are a bit shy to do, is to step out of their comfort zone and kind of take that initiative to go forward and push the pharmacy profession in a positive manner. Definitely. Thank you so much for having us, you guys, and like, you know, valuing our opinion and wanting to hear for what, like, wanting to hear what we want to say. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. This was so much fun. Thank you for listening to another episode of Capsule Production Podcast. If you enjoyed our episode today, please be sure to subscribe and look out for new episodes. Until next time.